The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, uh, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, uh, limping because of his hip. Uh, therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the thigh muscle that is on the hip socket, because he struck Jacob on the hip socket at the thigh muscle. This is the word of the Lord. <clears throat> As I said, uh, sometimes in life, uh, my best is not good enough. Uh, what do we do when my best is not good enough? There is nothing more that I can do to uh, deal with my problems and my life, uh, what can I do? If we, if we can deal with our problems, then it's not problem anymore, right? So the problem is when you cannot deal with it. There's no solution. There's, there's nothing that you can do. If there's something that you can do, then you just have to do it. Then there is no problem. It's not problem. It's not a problem anymore. The problem becomes problem because you cannot do anything about it. So when that happens, what do we do? We feel so helpless. When the task is beyond our capacity and the problem is too big for us to be able to handle with uh, on our own. We, often we feel this helplessness uh, uh, in our life. Maybe, maybe not often in this modern life we kind of arrange our life in such a way that we don't need to go into helpless situation. We make sure that uh, we can uh, do everything uh, so we don't go into helpless situation. For example, Israelites, they were in the wilderness, they didn't have food, they didn't have water, and all these things, we don't experience that. We have everything provided for us. I don't know whether it's a blessing or even curse. You know, when we have everything provided for us, maybe there's something that we, do, we never learn in life. We never discover what it is. But sometimes, once in a while, in your life, you experience this helplessness. You cannot do anything about it. You have no strength, no power, no capacity. No matter what you do, there, you, don't, you don't see any solution to it. What do we do? I, I think Jacob felt the same way. His big, biggest problem, as you know, uh, was his twin brother, uh, Esau. He was the older one, 
So in a long time ago, the older one was supposed to take uh, the uh, blessing from father, but he deceived, uh, Jacob deceived his father, uh, uh, Isaac, so that he took away the blessing that rightly belonged to his older brother, uh, Esau. And uh, Esau was so angry uh, with that, you know, when your brother takes away what belongs to you, Sometimes you can get quite angry. He was so angry, uh, he and his mother uh, feared that he might even kill him. So from when he was young, Jacob ran away from home. And he had to live with his uncle uh, Laban. And then there he, he got married. And then he, he, he made lots of money. He became wealthy. But he didn't get along with Laban, uh, his uncle either. So he had to come back home. See, on the way uh, home, the first thing uh, that he was thinking about was Esau. In other words, Esau, all his life, he was thinking about Esau. That, that was his biggest problem. Esau was his biggest problem. So when he came, had to come back, he had to face his biggest problem, biggest fear in life. And then uh, that's why as soon as he came uh, near home, he sent in, uh, the, the, the uh, people, uh, messengers to Esau to see uh, how Esau was doing, whether he was still angry, he wanted to find out. And Genesis writer recorded the incident in this way. The messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau and he's coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. And Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. 400 men he is coming with, not by himself. Why does he take 400 men with him? Definitely he's going to destroy me. If he decide, decided to destroy me, I'll be in big trouble, Jacob thought. So Jacob, you know, he, he's a smart guy. He was always a smart guy. Very capable person. He could do almost anything. And so he divided uh, people into the two groups. Why? So that if Esau attacked the first group, at least the second group might be able to run away. First, that's the first thing that he did. And the second thing he did was he prepared really abundant present for uh, Esau. Let me uh, say what he prepared. 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milch camels and their colts, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. I mean, he brought all these animals uh, as a present to uh, Esau. And after that, you know what he did? He prayed to God. Lord, deliver me from the hands of my brother Esau. Please save me. In other words, Jacob did everything he could possibly do. He did his best. Jacob was that kind of person. He was not lazy. He did not have a defeated mentality thinking that, oh, what's the, what's the point of doing all this? I'll be in trouble. I won't do anything. He didn't have that kind of defeated mentality. He thoroughly prepared 
to meet Esau to the nitty-gritty detail. He prepared for the worst. He did everything. But still, he wasn't comfortable. He prepared all these things. But he wasn't quite sure yet how Esau would react. He felt that his best was not good enough. I did everything, but still it's all up to him, Esau. There was nothing more left he could do. But there was one more thing that he could do. There was nothing more he could do, but there was one more thing he could do. You know what that was? He wrestled. The wrestling was one more thing left for him to do. This wrestling was soul-searching. It's almost like a dark night of the soul. It was a struggle. It was an inner struggle. Deep pain. Deep struggle. It is fighting. It is wrestling. He struggled all through the night. He didn't sleep at all. This struggle showed the inner reality of Jacob. It was not something that he could prepare on the outside. It was something that he had to deal with internally. He had to truly deal with who he was. He he prepared everything, but he had to deal with who he was. This struggle was different from, from nice religious prayer that he did. It was wrestling, real struggle. His hip bone was put out of joint. He didn't even know there was God that he was wrestling with. And I realized to truly find who you are, there's no other way but to wrestle with God. To truly find who I am, I have to wrestle with God. Because we have hidden ourselves so deeply, it won't come out easily. We don't even know what's in there. I realize how little I know about myself. Deep within me, I have hidden myself so deeply within, I don't even know what it is. Until we truly struggle with God, we cannot know. Through that wrestling, true Jacob came out, the fighter. The one who always had to win no matter what. The trickster who, who deceived anyone for his advantage to get what he wanted. He had to face his own demons. He had to face his own real self. 
not really presenting nicely present itself, but his raw self. He had to face it during the night. Jacob's ugly, dark reality of his own person had to be faced on that night in his wrestling with this unknown figure who turned out to be God. The message of today's story is like this. You prepared everything, but you cannot meet with Esau with your old tricks. That was a message. You divided people into two groups. You gave all these extravagant uh, gifts and presents and you prayed all, all that. But with your old self, that trickster character, you cannot meet Esau. You have to change. You have to change. And this is what I learned. When you face helpless situations, that's when you need to change. Don't try to change the circumstances. That's when you need to change. Whenever you face helpless situations, you need to change. And to change, there's no, way easy, there's no easy way but to wrestle with God. You have to go through that wrestling and struggle. Even though he came out of the wrestling limping because of the hip, he, he changed. Now, after he changed, he was ready to face his biggest fear. Esau was not just a person. He was a personification of Jacob's greatest fear in his life. When he changed, he was able to face his greatest fear in his life. What is your greatest fear? fear. What is your biggest fear? If you don't deal with it, it will continuously paralyze you. You can face it only when you change. As you change, somehow your biggest fear does not scare you anymore. As you change, your biggest fear loses the power to intimidate you. That's what I learned. When I change, the biggest fear is not fear anymore. I share this uh, Bible story with uh, Bible study uh, this afternoon, uh, this morning actually, and it's about Job. Job was blessed. He had so many children, he got wealth, he got a good health and everything. And he enjoyed 
So whenever uh, the children had party, he prayed. He gave sacrifice so that uh, they might have committed sin so that they could be forgiven. He was so religious and everything. But somehow disaster struck him. All his children died. He lost all his possessions. And then his health got really bad. Uh, and his wife uh, told him, why don't you curse God and die? And she left. So he was all alone. When he was all alone, you know what? The, you know what? The first thing that Job said? What I fear the most became reality. What I fear the most happened to me. What does that mean? All his life, he lived with fear. Even when he has so much blessings, he lived with fear. Next time, when he experienced another blessing from God, but he had to go through that night of struggle, conversation, wrestling with God. Job is all about this wrestling. He truly wrestled with God. And at the end, he got so much blessings. You know what true blessing was? Freedom. He didn't fear that anymore. He didn't fear, he didn't fear to lose anything anymore. He was completely comfortable with himself. That's a result of wrestling with God. When we change, the fear is not fear anymore. Is your, today is the first Sunday after Easter. We celebrate the life, resurrection. Is death the biggest fear? When we change, even death cannot scare us anymore. We can say, where is your victory, O death? So when you feel helpless in your life, realize that's when you need to change. And to change, you need to wrestle with God. And that wrestling will give you the confidence, the true power, the power which is not unshaken, which is unshaken, the power so powerful that you can face any situations in your life. Be strong. Don't be wimpy. Be strong. If I die, I will die. That kind of attitude. If I perish, I'll perish. With that courage and confidence and power, you can do anything. Sometimes these superficial blessings weaken you, make you weak. What if I lose this? What if God takes that away? 
after Job went through all that suffering, he said, it is God who gave, it is God who takes away. If he takes away, okay. That confidence don't turn blessing into curse. Let us sing together.